Greetings, sports fans. Put on your chin straps because we've got a show for you tonight. I'm Megan Powers at Megan Powers, Powers of Marketing, and you're listening to the Primo Podcast in the Verse, AV Power Up. Hi, everyone. This is Sandy Charlo. Enjoy the show. It's going to be great. Hey, hey, everyone. It's Katie McGregor, band with KMB Communications at Katie McGregor. Damn, that's long. Justin's not here to chastise me, but nonetheless, we have a rocking show tonight. Saddle but up. I am. But I am. And I'm Corey Moss at CB Moss. And you are listening to AV Power Up on Rave Radio. Rave Radio is sponsored by Ingram Micro. For all your AV and IT needs, ingrammicro.com. Another great show we have for you tonight. You know, I tell you what, Katie, you weren't with us last week. All right, we had two great guests last week, Mike Shin and uh, Chris Netto. And I tell you what, we got two great guests again tonight. Wouldn't you agree, Katie? I do. I do agree. But we always have great guests. That's, that's the AV power difference. You know? This is true. And, and I hope guests, uh, you know, don't start writing to me and say, hey, we were great too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, as not to forget we, all of the great guests who have been on this always, show. We always have great guests. We but tonight we have. Yeah, we right. love all our guests, right? We do. Yes. Some, lo- some we love more than others, but we love all of them. <laughs> Tonight, we have two guests. Uh, first, from Polycom, we have Amy Barzdukas, oh. Vice President, Global Solutions Marketing. I said that name, last name right. Is that correct, Amy? That is absolutely right. And I am at Amy Barzdukas as well. So now if you can say it, maybe you can spell it. Oh, okay. We got a Twitter handle. Look at that. Even better. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm batting a thousand. You know, I, I, say every, I say every name correctly. I haven't gotten one wrong yet. So, right on. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Well, very good. Uh, Amy, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. Thank you. And to go along with Amy, we have that guy, John Green. He is the VP of Sales and Marketing and IoT and AR and VR and the next latest and greatest technology at Advanced AV. How are you doing, John? Wonderful. Looking, looking for the conversation we're going to banter about tonight, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, can you put all those technologies on one business card, John? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> he seems so matter-of-fact about all of this, you know? <laughs> there has to be one word that, that, that says it all, right? Okay. Convergence. Well, the one acronym that brings it all together. It's like the one ring. Is that what we're going for here? Oh, okay. Maybe Amy will suggest one uh, sometime during the show. The Nexus. It's the Nexus that brings uh, the it Nexus. Wow. Maybe oh, John yeah. is the industry Nexus. What do you think? It's like the Matrix guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. A little guest here. John has brought a friend already. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, this is great. <laughs> that's what we should do we should replace the memes with the like a uh, pet memes i have all our pets sit in and places mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we've gotten to pet memes now so uh <laughs> no, that is not part of the show. So, um, you know, but if we have a little time later, John, we'll let you uh, do a pet name or two. Okay. All right. Uh, if anybody else wants to bring pets, uh, please go ahead. Otherwise, we will get moving on this. 
Um, you know, we don't talk politics on this show, but you know, something was revealed this week, something very important. I think everybody needs to know it. November 28th is officially Trump election day. <laughs> All right. So everybody out there, make sure you mark that date on your calendar. Uh, <laughs> it looks like Hillary in a landslide at this point. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, folks. You really can't. Um, John, you agree you can't make this I, stuff up? I, I, I'm only going to say one thing, and you need to stay away from the politics. You need to go out and vote. I mean, I, I, this is a serious situation, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that we've lived on social media and Twitter, and we've bantered about and toured our threads of the nation. Shut up go vote. I don't care who you vote for. Mm -hmm. Take a moment. Really is. And, I, and, I, and, and that way, at the end of it all, you can sit back and say, I didn't vote for him or her. We <laughs> <laughs> can start the argument all over again. Right. That's, you got it. But the main point is, do go out and vote. Uh, yeah. Very important. Uh, so uh, whatever, day, whatever day you decide that is. <laughs> Whether it's November 8th or the 28th, go out and vote. <laughs> exactly. Um, this ends the AVP political moment. Mm. This week, we are introducing a brand new segment. Yes, that's right. A brand new segment to this show. Uh, Sandy Charlo is going to be doing this segment where she tells us about some of the latest industry goings on, and we call it Quick Hits. That's right. That's right, Corey. So... Okay, so one of the things that were reported by Rave Publications was um, was Almo Professional AV. They're concluding their E4 2016 E4 AV tour uh, in Dallas, Texas, on October 18th. Um, there is a bunch of Infocom CTS accredited courses and workshops, um, also with keynote address about 4K. Um, the nice thing about that, that if you're out of that area, um, that you can go ahead and you can go ahead on Facebook, which it'll be live, and you can go ahead and log in, stream the keynote, and you will go ahead, take a quiz afterwards, and you'll be eligible to receive renewal unit credits for your participation. Um, so that's the one. The other in the need to know is NEC Display Solutions um, announces collaboration with Raspberry Pi, uh, also another um, from Rave Publications. Um, it originally was developed to promote the teaching of the basic computer science in schools and developing countries. And um, it's a, delivered with a good performance with a very, at a very low cost. Um, however, their latest, um, it, it boasts significant performance with networking capabilities, making it the perfect for NEC displays. Uh, NEC will also uh, launch from January 2017 onwards the new series of their intelligent large format displays with the Raspberry Pi connectivity. Also published um, from AV Network is the FSR. Um, they continue to support a childhood education charity, which is called Backpack for Kids. Uh, it is a great long-term support that they've been doing with United Way of Passaic County, New Jersey. Um, it recognizes um, that children need supplies to continue their education and to go ahead and to 
set them up for success. So they go ahead with other local businesses in the United Way and just pretty much just gather notebooks and backpacks, lunch boxes and whatnot. Um, what a great thing to support. And just, you know, there's always a little comedy and we've got to add a little comic to our show. Um, and the one uh, thing, actually, John Green, I have to point you out, this is something you might want to sign up for. So in the Daily Doe, um, they actually put out that for one night only, um, in conjunction, that you can go ahead and you can be the big wig in karaoke. So if you sing like Adele and you love Adele, go for it. So uh, what you're going to do is you're just going to go ahead, you're going to register, and that would be Thursday, October 27th at Samsung 837. And that's the need to know with the quick hits. All right. But you know what? Uh, so I've actually signed up for that. Um, uh, Can we record that? Did we record that? Can we record it when you well, do it? Can we? I mean, when I sing or when John sings? Well, I just want to know when to put my earbuds in and lock everything. <laughs> well, I actually signed up, and I am hoping to sing that night. But, John, what do you think? Are you going to bring some Adele? Uh, you, you stay off my girlfriend, okay? I just want to let you have that. Yeah. I didn't bring her up, by the way. Hello? Our major investor in the organization is a gentleman by the name of Joe Ewert. And, uh, you know, he's the, he's the man that makes determination of who lives and dies in our place because he's the guy. He's the man. He yeah. actually came in, you know, he came in from Australia. He comes in once a month to pick up a check for all the money we're making for him. And he was bad-mouthing uh, Adele. You know, I tracked him down. I want to <laughs> just tell him exactly where, you know, he was messing with the wrong chick. Wow. <laughs> so. Hey, so, John, are you who made her so sad? She's so sad. I know. Oh, I saw so that. Is that your fault? No, I fault, it? no, I only make her happy. You could never blame that on John Green. <laughs> All right, hey, hey, Amy, if you were uh, to sign up for the karaoke, who would you be singing? Hmm. Uh, almost certainly, I'd, I'd have to go with uh, uh, John Bon Jovi. Nice. Ooh, right. Probably it's my life. Yeah. Yes. Nice. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, you know, so uh, that would actually be a good one, uh, Sandy, to put out in a poll. Like, what would you be singing? at karaoke. So uh, I don't know, John, maybe you stage a karaoke event uh, at Advanced AV. What do you think? I have so many things. That, 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 and, and Sandy's part of the Fun and Games Committee. So she yep. actually, she's, she's a queen rule of that. So she, she wants to do it. We'll do it. That would be her yeah, job. Yeah, that huh? kind of uh, sparked a, a nice thought as I was going along and said, hmm. hmm. We'll that'll just help. have to add it to that list. That'll, that'll help balance out the paintball uh, that everybody did last week. <laughs> Paintball and karaoke. What do you mean? <laughs> we we actually uh, Sandy and the Funny Games Committee put together this paintball thing. It was pretty absent of the management team attending. I'm not sure why, but uh, a lot of employees did show up. So, have any of you guys ever done one of the escape room team building exercises? That's fun. Have you, Amy? Yeah. Have you done it? Yeah. No, but so I mean. I'm, I'm revealing a scooper here, but as long as there are no Stuart Film Screen employees that listen to the program, <laughs> except for the two that I know are listening, apparently that is Especially one of the. When we tag them on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm very excited about it because I haven't done them, and I've I've heard they're really. We actually we actually had two employees do. Uh, it was a, it was an all weekend. It was a Marine type set, set up. It was Jason Ooh, and Brian, yeah. where they had to you know they had to do the run and they had to do the the mucking and everything else. Uh, it's. It, we, 
it's funny because you know, we'll talk about this probably a little bit later in the show. We really do try to support people's, uh, you know, where they go for charities or that type mm-hmm. of event. So good. a little later. But yeah, we, we've had some people experience it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I totally derailed, but I figured it, I figured if anybody on this has done it, it probably was going to be Amy. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we did bring up charities and we are going to get to that a little, a little later. Um, because there are a few people here who, uh, do have a few things to say, um, about, uh, charities and work with them. And, you know, before we do that though, in the first half, we're going to talk about something that happened recently with Polycom, uh, at the end of September, very, very big news. And that was at Microsoft Ignite. So there are those in the industry familiar with uh, things that had taken place at Microsoft Ignite. Some people in the industry were there. And certainly I was watching, uh, albeit from afar, but uh, I did write on it. And one big event that took place was the big reveal about Project Rigel. Yes. Uh, So Amy, uh, again, I did um, do a little writing on that. And my Convergent Tech blog, Project Rigel, becomes reality for Polycom and Microsoft. Um, Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little more about that? Sure. So, um, as as you all know, uh, Polycom has been working closely with Microsoft for well over a decade um, to help pair solutions that work uh, with their software. And Project Rigel was initially announced last spring at Enterprise Connect as kind of the the next room systems to work with Skype. So um, we announced that we would be participating in it. And finally at um, uh, Ignite, we had the opportunity to show what that looks like and actually demonstrate um, Project Rigel, which is now known as Link, or excuse me, Skype for Business Room Systems. So, uncanny naming. So we've got Skype for Business Room Systems, and then uh, Polycom announced that our series of solutions would be the Polycom MSR series. And these these constitute um, a, a consistent Skype for Business experience. So for companies, businesses that are going to Skype for Business and wanting to go beyond just using Skype for IM or Presence, once you start using it for meetings, you start using it, um, having a meeting room system that uses that same interface is a real boon for getting um, employees to know how to use stuff. Because like the last thing you want is to roll out a whole bunch of new equipment and just watch it gather dust. So the goal with, with the, the uh, Skype for Business room systems is you give people a consistent experience. They know how to you know, click to start and it becomes just much easier. And it's a great solution for um, huddle rooms or smaller conference rooms. So the the room systems are a a dock um, that support the uh, Surface Pro 4, which sits in the dock and is both the controller and kind of operates as the MCU, if you will, for Skype. And then there is a camera and an audio device. And so we, uh, at Polycom, we have kind of a small, medium, large um, set of, of um, solutions in the MSR series. They are the MSR 200, 400, and 600. So we've got ones that, that scale that work really for a smaller room, and then we go up to using some of our, you know, 
package front of room solutions that can give you more of a, of a full size conference room experience. That's not exactly the quick story, but that's the short story. No, the short story is good. But, you know, the big deal here is obviously Skype for Business and, you know, just how it's starting with Microsoft Link, of course, becoming Skype for Business, where you said Link and, of course, now, you know, it is Skype for Business, but everybody, a lot of people still refer to Link. Um, Room systems, you know, there are room systems, you know, dedicated and more came out of uh, Microsoft Ignite as well, but more systems being dedicated to Skype for Business and of course, this is one of them. But I think the bigger thing now is the call for ease of use, uh, the call for, um, you know, just something that's going to go in the room. It's going to work. Uh, it's not complicated. Yeah, that's where, you know, people are are able now to uh, make a video call with, their kid, you know, on another continent using their smartphone, and it's, you know, one click easy. They've brought that same sensibility and expectation into work with how hard they're willing to put up with things being, and if it's too hard, they just won't use it. And they'll always default back to just an audio call. And we all know that there is an incredible power that comes from seeing people's faces and seeing the expressions. And I'm saying this while people will be listening to us, I'm looking at you and, and it really does make a, a difference to be able to see you know, who I'm talking to. So um, we want to work with Microsoft and really bring that same ease of use um, to, to the smaller conference room. And that said, obviously we still, build and are very supportive of rooms that are kitted out with much deeper experiences, um, you know, a boardroom experience, a, a larger conference room where you have, you want to support more people or you want multiple streams of content, multiple streams of video. There's still certainly a call for um, some of the more uh, traditional conference rooms build outs. And the good news is that we also announced um, our, what was previously known as Project Aqua, which is the um, Polycom uh, Real Connect for Office 365. So this is a cloud service that allows you to join both those traditional rooms with Skype for Business rooms so that you can continue to have, you know, more larger, more uh, richer experiences, but you can also bring those together with, um, with Skype for business calls. Mm -hmm. You know, another thing to mention here is how Polycom is putting Skype for business UI on, on the real presence trio, the, the V, the VVX uh, business media phones, group series endpoints. That's right. But, you know, what I also wanted to mention was, was a quote that I, I, I noticed by Erwin Lazar, Vice President and Service Director of Emeritus Research, where he says, many organizations across the globe are moving toward consolidating their UC environments into a single interface to drive a consistent user experience and ease of use. It kind of mirrors <clears throat> what we're talking about here tonight. And also the desire to enable a consistent method of scheduling collaboration sessions and a single click to join meetings from any application in any location is a top priority, yeah. which, you know, anyone would agree. There's no question. We, we all joke about, you know, how long does it take to start the meeting? You know, with, 
And we have uh, at Polycom uh, in our customer advisory council uh, last spring at, our, at one of the last meetings, one of our customers brought to us an example of the invite that previously would have gone out with, you know, it, it was a full screen of information about how to join the meeting. Right. And that was, you know, what people were used to seeing if there was going to be a video meeting. And so when when they deployed our solution, in this case, they integrated with with Microsoft, it was going from that full screen of do this, this, this and this to click to join. Huge difference. Mm -hmm. Huge difference. Absolutely. So, John, uh, go ahead. Wait. I'm sorry. Uh, I have to comfortably tell you that Polycom is is doing a remarkable job. I think that as you know, as a systems integration company, one of the things that we've been faced with over the past eighteen months, and it's ever increasing in demand, is to make the technology disappear. Uh, and, and I think that that's and we're 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 asked to design rooms with workflow in mind, and workflow doesn't mean that you have to press a dozen buttons to get your job done. Um, you know, simplification and standardization of systems is 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 always in our mind, uh, taking away features that are not needed. And everything I saw come out of MS, you know, uh, out of Ignite and, and, the, and the products that you talked about fit that bill unbelievably well. Um, I think you've, I, I really do. I, in the integration with Office 365, that's, that's a game changer. That truly really is. I, and, I, and, and what's nice is that there's a wave of business that's already out there that's well established to just basically accept that technology right today. Uh, we have a couple of clients that have, have made some hard decisions and, and have switched to Skype for business. Um, you got some good forward thinking, and I think you're ready for that marketplace. Uh, that's my general reaction to it. Um, we just came off of a, a crew just came back. We're, I don't know whether really Sandy was there or not. Of yep. a demonstration of the offering. Uh, you have a demo space that you just set up in Philadelphia. Centra was part of it. Um, great reaction, uh, and that was all coming off of Ignite too. That, did they were they able to show the two hundred to four hundred systems out there at the meeting yesterday? Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was an amazing event. Um, it definitely showed the simplicity uh, and the ease to go ahead and connect to everything. Um, it was multiple multiple different things: the Centro, the Treo. Um, it, it was you know. Um, the one uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but the one phone that you can go ahead and just connect right from the phone, you know, go ahead and go through everything. It, it was I, the way I want to say it is even a caveman can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really that easy. And, and, and again, we go back to designers of pop pop and that's me can use it because again, I'm, you know, an older generation, I've always lived with technology, but the fact of the matter is, is I stumble over this. And, and, and even ourselves, we, we, have, we have a Polycom bridge inside of our building and we use that as one of our services to, to host meetings. Um, and we're constantly using the technology, but there's still fear. I mean, half of our staff are still afraid to get behind a video or have a, have a presence note, but that's disappearing. And the reason it's disappearing is because it's of ease of use. Yeah. I, 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 you know, we're sitting on a Zoom meeting. This is just one of the solutions. You know, and, and I agree. Uh, if it's easy to use and the technology is in the background, we're we're going to be rich. <laughs> the other way of putting it, I just think, and I think it's going to be more. It's, it's it, there's going to be more usage of it, more acceptance of it uh, by everybody. So I, I was actually I was I kind of caught the ignite uh, off of social, 
but I, I kept it up on my screen, on my Twitter feed, and I was watching every minute of it. It was a great event. And you guys really came out looking like real champions in that, in that uh, conference. Oh, thanks. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I think when, when you look at the, the who's, who's in the workforce right now, there's five generations in the workforce. Mm-hmm. And the familiarity and comfort with technology varies dramatically across those different generations. So when you can simplify the user experience and make it consistent, whether you're dialing on a phone or you're dialing on a computer or you're dialing on a, on a room system, that goes a long way to helping to make sure that all of those five generations have, have a good experience and are comfortable to use the technology. Yeah, I'm still, and, I, and I'm still convinced, and, and I think that you have that, the, the, the technology and uh, the product to fulfill it. There's still large space needs. There's oh, still, yeah. There's still absolutely positively conference rooms, uh, multiple location conference rooms. Multi, as you said, it's exactly as you described it, multiple streams of video occurring. Um, you know, that's still, that's still our bread and butter, and that's what really brings a lot of joy to us. So. Yeah. And, you know, John, you do. You mentioned that, and, yeah, everybody talks, the small meeting room, the huddle room, and all of that. But, yeah, there, there are still the large meeting rooms, the boardrooms and all, and, you know, that's still a thing. So, you know, you have to consider that as well. But what's going on here is really answering, uh, again, that, um, that, that small meeting room, the huddle room, the ease of use and all, which it should be. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be complicated at this point. Now, the, the other thing that we've experienced, Corey, is our, our end users uh, taking on the responsibility of exactly what's needed to get the meeting done and what mm-hmm. needs to be accomplished. And in that case, it's, it's been a little bit more intriguing for us because it's always been from us to the end user. We think you should do this. And there's an awful lot of big data that's coming back that says, we only need to do this. Don't mm-hmm. overthink it. So, I mean, that's, it's, that will allow pervasive use of the technology as we see it. Yeah, I, well, I, do, I think that the bringing the uh, experience to smaller rooms to, to kind of everyday meetings mm-hmm. will also tend to drive more usage of those more fully kitted out larger conference rooms for video as, as you know, if you work at say Polycom, every meeting we do is a video. Every meeting is a video meeting. So heaven forbid you should find yourself for one reason or another being on an audio bridge it's like you're trying to have a meeting without one of your limbs or something, right? It's just, it doesn't feel complete. I, I, so the more I, people get used to it, the I have to, I'm actually laughing because last Wednesday we had our management meeting and one of our staff wasn't able to attend. They were, uh, they were out, of, out of the country, but they were, they were, they, they dialed in and we were actually pointing to things on the screen. And I said, boy, this is working out great for radio. And I said, you have to explain, what are you pointing at? What are you showing? <laughs> Right. So there really is even that transition from from from, the, from an audio call to actually have a visual of any sort. That's right. And I, you know, it's funny, John, that you say that because the other the other experience that I've had, and it's just sort of recently where I think because video conferencing has become more pervasive, and you know, regardless of the platform or how we use it, whether yep. it's just yep. a Google Hangout or Zoom or a Skype or a link, you know, whatever. Um, you know, we definitely are starting. You know, especially in like the last six months with our client base. You know, we're still really in our infancy. I mean, you know, from the from those that we have, we've got two or three that, that try to use video on a regular basis, different platforms, different usage. The thing that I find that's funny is now that, and these are the younger, sort of the millennials, we've got two millennials in our, in our profile. Um, 
it, they forget that we're there. And so they're so comfortable in that video domain that it's like they come and go from the room. Right. You know, it's like, right. oh, hey, let's order lunch. So, Sam, yeah, what do you want? I right. want a burrito. I want a torta. I want a, I want sushi. That's fine. Order sushi. Right. Hey. Right. You know, and then it's like, um, guys, hey, right. hey, over here in Montana, you know, where we're just right. talking about strategy. And we don't have sushi out here. <laughs> right. And we don't have sushi. Unless <laughs> you're grabbing it from one of the bears out there. <laughs> but you really are. You're catching yourself saying things like, well, let me, let me show you. And you're like, wow, I'm video. <laughs> right. So one of, the, one of the things that we've, we've identified and, and has been another part of the push that Polycom has done um, over the last month or so is that just as, uh, you know, there's now kind of established things for how you do and don't use email. You know, when you answer the telephone, you know, you say hello, stuff like that. You know, it's just kind of etiquette for different kinds of work environments on, uh, we're, we're trying to help establish Viticat to get people over that hump to understand kind of a few simple things that you can do that make things better. You know, thinking about what's in your background, mm -hmm. for example, understanding the use of the mute button and uh, you know, just a you know, screen sharing stuff like that. So we we have launched a video series, and I encourage people who are new to video to go to uh, the Poly, as in uh, Poly Wanna Crack, or Poly Calm, as in Be Calm, Don't Worry. So Poly Calm will uh, give you the video tips to. Uh, yeah, we post a, we post a ton of that off the Ignite program, and I got yeah. to with social media. That <laughs> so, is. Awesome. Jumped right on it. That is a great. <laughs> it, was a, it was a successful social launch. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, so Corey, was... you got to put that. You got to put that at uh, Polycom link on on the write up for this because it is it's so funny. You know, it really and, is. And just mm -hmm. when you stand back and you know as publicists we we tend to look through everything to the other mm -hmm. side and it's like. Okay, thank you, CEO, for putting bunny ears behind that guy. But we were recording this, and the intention was to go to YouTube. So thank you, CEO. <laughs> I mean, like those kinds of things. Where, you know, it's always the person in the room that you least expect to be there. Yeah, and I've heard know? some funny stories in my time too. But what I, what you don't know, Katie, is I'm you sorry. and Megan are going to be putting together a video about uh, about Vidicate for or or Autocate for listening to eighty power ups. So. <laughs> oh, that ought to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, did you just take a shot at me, Corey? Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, but uh, don't worry. I, no, I, I did hear a little pop pop, but it might have just been. <laughs> 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 you um, so uh, yeah. I, and I got to tell you that that type of that type of communication at at a humor level really carries the day. Mm -hmm. I, I think it starts a conversation. We really did get enough, uh, immediate feedback, other than the hearts and the likes. We actually got that's great, really useful, you know, humor. So it it, it brings it home. I think that it's just a, it's the engagement quality, you know, and we see it, you know, in overall communications. Anytime there's video involved, the engagement is is significantly increased, and you know, I think it's it's the same thing. I mean, imagine trying to do this program without the video interface; it would be so awkward and jumpy, and you know, just kind of funky. And uh, I do have to ask you a question, though: is is that I, I, you start talking about formality of, and and protocol, and and what you talked about earlier, Katie, is that these millennials disregard that. You know, again, it's the yeah. workflow, it's the purpose of the meeting, and it's like, if the meeting's going to continue, I'm going to order lunch. Yeah. It, yeah. And you think it's, that's encouraging to me, actually. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? If they can break from protocol, that, that the technology is, 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 again, behind the scenes, and they're just getting their work done. 
That's I do. And yeah, I do too. I think that there's, there is sort of a, there is a level of formality that I think we all can be reminded of sure. because you know, right. it, you know, it doesn't, it bridges all five generations to Amy's right. point. Right. Um, but I do think that, you know, with the millennials is we all, you know, we do have to understand that there's just a different workflow and a work pace. Yeah. And if they're not doing three things at once, then it's uncomfortable for them. And, yeah. you know, we <laughs> want them to be comfortable because they're massively dynamic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not to bring the politics, everybody understands what a hot mic is now, you know, after yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I think we're very well aware of what Yes, that. yes, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be caught in front of a hot mic, well, in certain But um, so uh, being in front of a mic tonight is perfect because you're hearing some great stuff. Um, we are going to uh, go into the break. Uh, Amy, some, some great, great news from Polycom there. Uh, it is Q1 when we're going to uh, see these solutions, correct? The, uh, so the, uh, the uh, Rigel solutions, the, our Polycom MSR series, will be available starting in Q1. Um, the group series and uh, the BBX phones and so forth and having the Skype for Business interface uh, will be this quarter, so Q4 of this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, excellent, excellent. Uh, and, and catch that Viticate video. Uh, it's terrific. I got to tell you, when I shared it on Twitter the second I saw it, uh, it lit up. So uh, it really is something else. And uh, yeah, I'll be sharing it out there, Katie. Well, let's all share it out there because it's fantastic. Um, anyway, we are going to go into the second half, but first... We always have this thing that goes on before the second half. However, we're going to do it a little differently tonight because that guy who normally does it is not with us tonight. So we do have somebody else who is going to guest spot for him. On the power up, we have John Green. <laughs> It's a little bit of a challenge here. I feel, I feel some pressure. So, no, no pressure, John. So Corey no. asked me to, to take two and a half minutes to, 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 to espouse what's upsetting me a little bit or what I've seen that, that probably, and, and you can comfortably tell, I can comfortably say that I'm on social on a regular basis, either through Twitter or through Facebook or LinkedIn, and a couple of things. I, the uh, political debate that occurred recently, and I'll stay away from politics because I really just want to talk about Ken Bone. Now, here's a guy that, that I've, been, I, I've been struggling with uh, social media, and, and I felt really proud that I got myself a 1,000 followers, and that's because I was responding and liking and retweeting and stuff like that. This guy asked one question, wears a red sweater and has a following of 167,000 <laughs> And he started out with grandma who had duplicated her account but she didn't feel comfortable with technology. So she had an account, she saw that he was a rock star and couldn't remember her password so she signed on again. So his first two followers was grandma. And after that 167,000 followers, okay. So if I got to get on a red sweater and you got to go video on this podcast, sign me up. I can ask some stupid questions too. So that's Ken. Now, 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 with that even being said, I'm a follower of Ken now too. So I'm one of the 167. And a proud moment occurred when he actually hearted back one of my comments to him. 
So on my bucket list is having Ken follow me back. So if you could all send him little tweets or something like that and say, hey, Green's a good guy. Add him to your list. That'd be good. The other one that, 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 that kind of caught me by surprise today was watching Facebook, Facebook Live. And I, and, and I tend to try to gather my knowledge throughout the industry from a variety of different sources. And this website, I forget, was Today, Now, or Future Tomorrow, or some, something like that. I'm trying to figure out what it was. Anyway, they did, a, they did a spot on the internet where they were literally standing in New York City under, uh, in one of the technology hubs as to where all the internet collided inside of New York City. And they were literally pointing to the building and on the street, they were pointing to the painting that said fiber optic cable here. So they were literally writing where all the sources were going into central New York. That didn't bother me so much. I thought it was cute. It was Facebook live, correct use of social media. But down in the middle of, you know, you go down into the feeds and, and you get people's reaction to the Facebook live. There was a guy that goes, hi, thanks. I'm from Dubai. So I'm thinking maybe that wasn't such a good idea. And that pretty much wraps up my day. Is that the power up? I believe that's the power up. Oh, okay. Oh. Send your editorials to Corey and Corey will forward it to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next time John does the power up, just forward all of your editorials to me. Um, yeah. No. But ladies, Please. is Ken Bone like on your list now? I mean, he's, a, he's the man, right? Well, you know, John, what, I'm what list? Yeah. <laughs> list of, list of yeah, there's a list for people. <laughs> well, no, John, I'm actually going to tell on, you. He's, you know, he's the guy that grabs you by your heart. I mean, he's Mr. Sensitive. I think well, no, I'm going to tell you, John. He looks like a hug, is what people are saying. That's exactly. Like no, that was my tweet. I said he's a That's walking <laughs> hug. That and the other one was is his shirt, his, his, his uh, sweater's made out of cloud material. I, I, fire, I must have fired off about 40 of those. I just, it's, it's what an old guy does late at night when he has nothing else to do is try to respond to that stuff. Well, John, actually, uh, you know, just so you know, I, we invited Ken Bone to come on. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's way too busy trying to decide on who he's voting for as well as, well as putting together questions for the 2020 presidential election. Not only that, is he's on every, every TV talk show. I know. He's a very popular guy now. On Twitter, too. You, really, you are really pissed about that, aren't you, John? <laughs> I'll, I'll, take, I'll take one tenth of his followers. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's on at midnight on Comedy, Comedy Central tonight reading Ken Bone Facts. Nice. Right. <laughs> Ken Bone Facts. That's his real name, right? America needed that. America needs that right now. I believe that's his stage name, too, if you ask me. So uh, we'll investigate that. Um, we, are, <laughs> we are finished with the first half and the power up. We are going to the second half now. Uh, we're going to start off talking about something. Uh, I invited a couple of guests tonight who didn't join us. Um, and part of that was going to be talking about this. So uh, I'm going to start off with this. We'll talk about it a little. And then we're going to get to something a lot more important uh, that um, a few of the people here tonight are going to discuss. So I had just put out another uh, blog today talking about um, two large, huge 4K uh, interactive collaboration video conferencing displays and we are talking about the Mondopad, the InFocus Mondopad Ultra and the Microsoft Surface Hub. So, you know, if you do read it, you see how 
everything's gone through generations over the last few years. And then Microsoft came in to Info, IOC and Infocom in 2015, brought the Surface Hub. Here it came, finally, you know, it's in the AV environment. And, um, well, uh, yeah, uh, took a little while for those things to actually uh, hit the ground, but they did. And uh, what's happened since is uh, InFocus brought, finally uh, brought another product, a big 4K video conferencing collaboration system, display system called the Montepad Ultra, which just hit the market in August uh, and September, another one was released, a 70-inch. I think they have an 85-inch, an 80-70-inch. And now it is basically the battle between the two 4K UHD, very, very large interactive collaboration video conferencing display systems. So, uh, you know, John, why don't you start off? What's your take on uh, what's going on here in this, uh, this battle? Well, I... I We've, we had a rush in many of our integration discussions about interactive and touch and 4K is obviously, you know, it's a driving factor for a lot of business anyway. Um, but again, placement of a large 100-inch interactive display, well, it's physical placement of it. It's almost impossible to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the challenges. Again, it's, it's the consistency of an executive walking up and, and interacting with technology in that fashion is, is less likely as well. You know, most of the rooms that we do, we, we provide certain spaces that have that. We try to explain to them what they're up against. Um, we, don't, we don't represent the Microsoft uh, solution. Um, most of the product that we're doing is, 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 is either Sharp uh, or some, and we've done some in-focus stuff too. Mm -hmm. the, product, the, the product's good ideas. I think it's necessary, but I'm not sure that interactive at this particular point is, is what's driving the business or will drive the business. I'm not convinced. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially 85 versus 84. So what InFocus did is they put a whole other inch on uh, that display. Um, but, you, you know, it's essentially, you're right. The executive walking into a room with an 85 or an already 84 inch 4K display. And I, I don't know, you walk into a room with one of those giant displays on the wall that's not the way to do it these days. I mean, it's, and that's, you need to buy furniture that, that either can bring it down into the, into the operational position and or change the, the mm -hmm. you know, it's, so it's table-like. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that every room is going to be able to do that. Um, again, I think that you have to think about the application and where you're going to use it and why you're going to use it. You, mm -hmm. just, you just can't plaster it all throughout the entire building. And, and, and after the initial rave and rush and, and the conversation coming off of things like Infocom and Microsoft's display, people stopped and started thinking about it as well. So. Right, right. Megan Powers. Hey, Megan. Yes, sir. Hi. What do you think about something like this, huh? What's your take? Uh, well, I agree with John. I, it seems a little unwieldy. I, I don't know. I think the... I don't know how uh, wide the uh, use of it would be. I like the idea of the the tabletop, but I don't know. It's it's a it's a lot. Mm -hmm. I think what you're talking about in the market today, you know, because a lot of displays and not just interactive collaborative displays, but a lot of displays in the market, you're talking about they're going up to a hundred inch, they're going larger. And I think what's happening here is maybe executives and all are saying, well, okay, I see these large displays, 
I, I, I would like something like that. And I think that's why these manufacturers are building that big because there has to be some kind of a call for it as far as I'm concerned. And Focus just got into the market with theirs. So in essence, the way I see it is there has to be a call. The Surface Hub did very, very well in terms of order plate, orders being placed for it. Uh, it didn't deliver as it was supposed to, but it did well in terms of that. So I think based upon that is where a company like InFocus goes ahead and says, okay, well, you know, we're going to put our own 85 inch, 80 and then 70 inch out. Surface Hub is 55 and, and 84. I heard rumblings of 100. That hasn't happened. So I understand what you're saying, John, and it makes a lot of sense. But I think the call for it at this point, too, based on what how the Surface Hub has done, is, is there as well. So that's my well, take. One of the things that we've been around long enough, you and I, Corey, to understand that sometimes the technology is sitting there waiting for the application to make it go crazy. Mm -hmm. Right. As well. Um, you know, there's, you know, one manufacturer that, that seemed to own to some degree that interactivity and, it's, and we'll give them the kudos smart to some degree. And it's yep. But the fact of the matter is if an, if an application comes along that demands interactivity, then, 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 then it'll be neat. But right now it's, we're putting them on walls and they're looking at them. Yeah. And you know, and, and overall displays themselves are difficult at getting, you know, inventories are, are tight these days. I mean, yeah. supply lines and, 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 uh, you know, how fast we can get those large displays. That's having an impact. You know, we, we chuckled about it because we just took delivery of, I think it was 65, 80 inch screens. They were lined up around the building like cars. We had no place to put them. We literally had to find storage space to, to hold them for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So all those silly ideas. I mean, it's it's. But yeah, I agree. I I think that the focus is 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 ready for tomorrow. I think that Microsoft will probably come around with the solution. But it's waiting for an application. Mm -hmm. The big thing about InFocus to me is there there are a whole array of collaboration solutions, and that and and where I write about that too, I say, well, if you look at one versus the other, that to me may be a convincing factor is that InFocus is very deep into the collaboration space where Microsoft brought the Surface Hub and right now that's it. Will there be more? We don't know. But, um, you know. Well, here's, here's a perfectly good example. And unfortunately, this is, a, this is an audio podcast. If, if we could call Katie McGregor's screen up behind us, she's looking at a whiteboard. That's her yep. the panel right now. And she, right. Um, you know, she's still, still utilizing that and that's still 90% of where it goes into a, into a conference room. Mm -hmm. that's, that's true. And, and, you know, you mentioned smart and, and that's very important to know because smart did was the beginner of, of all of it with the interactive whiteboard mm -hmm. and even inadvertently, you know, launched the interactive display collaborative display market. Uh, they kind of turned focus in 2014 to cap and that's pretty much where their focus has gone. Now behind Katie could be sitting a cap board. Yep. Uh, at that point and and then you know she'd be digital with it at that point but you know when you mentioned smart hey listen everything has basically stemmed from that first smart board and and on so you can't have the conversation without them but you know at this point I think the market is being dominated by certain companies in terms of those large interactive uh, collaborative video conferencing displays. And I think those two at this point, uh, you know, there's the battle. But, you know, another thing I wanted to point out and to bring Amy into the conversation is where I write at the very end 
it seems Microsoft at this point, even though the Surface Hub is out there and there doesn't seem to be any further development per se, it looks like what came out of uh, Ignite is really where Microsoft is going in uh, the AV UCC environment. So what do you think, Amy? I mean, you know, the Surface Hub is there and Focus has their, uh, their new, very large format collaboration video conferencing 4K system. But now you have, uh, you know, again, all, and, I'm, and Polycom as well as the rest that have come out of Microsoft Ignite. So what are your thoughts on that? I think I think the uh, the comments on what is the application is kind of dead on. You know, when you look at the the goal of the um, Skype room systems, simplification, consistent user interface, but it's also putting the interface at the center of the table, and so you're not having to get up to interact. It's, you're you're able to do the controlling from where you're sitting. And I think right now, for the way that people are using these kind of systems, that's the place people expect to have the control. And so I think as, you know, I don't know if that says more about the fact that we like to stay seated or if, it, if we like it just right in front of us, um, maybe we'd all be better off if we did get up to interact a little bit more. But um, I think that looking for low cost solutions, lower cost solutions that can really drive ubiquity and really drive adoption um, in, a, in a straightforward way is a good path. And then as the applications develop for some of these, you know, large 4K devices, they'll, they can be a great way to augment a room, but not necessarily to be the key driver of it. Yeah, I, your central idea, I think the feedback that you're going to get is, is is key right yeah I, I would think that four people sitting around and possibly do causing interactivity at that level is probably going to be easier and quicker to be adopted than somebody getting up out of their chair yeah i agree and, and the other thing is is that everybody's you know it's nice to have 4k i think that when you're talking about interactivity you're talking about rough sketch first draft maybe second draft ideas it doesn't matter what it looks like it just needs to be kind of visualized right yeah and, it, you know, Centro is, is really built to kind of yep. put that yep. experience right in front of you so that you can relax and be comfortable. And ideally, then, as we've, we've heard already, you know, the technology disappears. That, that's where you start to really be focused on what you're trying to talk about or meet about or decide and not on fidgeting around trying to figure out how to use the what's it or the who's it to make a drawing. And I, I do. I, I think that that's, that's probably a greater venue into interactivity than something with large screen. And you know, Amy, we've talked about Central on the show before. And, and again, one of, the, uh, one of the really, I guess, revolutionary solutions Polycom has brought recently, video conferencing in the round. Um, and, you know, interestingly enough, you have that. But then again, you have the 4K discussion, which... If you look beyond that, you say, well, there are going to be these situations that will, let's say, uh, you know, you'll want 4K and the others that you may not want 4K. So that becomes a part of the discussion, too. And you have numerous companies out there with, uh, you know, with HD solutions. Uh, you have Infocus has theirs and uh, Sharp has theirs and others. So, again, they're, you know, Smart has their solutions. So, you know, there, there are still uh, uh, many, many solutions out there. But if you're really targeting on this particular market, 
that's kind of the way I see it. And then when you start really getting in deep, deep into 4K uh, discussions and 8K and 16K, you turn to Katie McGregor Bennett and she takes over because she really knows that discussion, right, Katie? Yeah, I've learned a thing or two this year for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you talk to Stuart Kingsman. It's all about the K's. It is all about the K's. That's right. Uh, you know, this has been some great discussion on that. And what we really want to do now is turn it into a discussion of something very important, I must say. And actually, Megan, John, and Amy are all going to talk about um, what they're doing or what they've been doing concerning charities. Uh, I tell you what, on this show, we've had numerous charity discussions. We've had former crew members who've, been a, who've done charity runs and all. We've promoted it. But um, tonight, we're going to talk about that as well. We're going to start with Megan. Uh, Megan, you have something going on this weekend, a very important um, charity uh, run. Uh, tell us all about it. So it's a walk. Um, oh, we'll, we'll walk. okay. It's okay. Don't run. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard. There's 22,000 people that kind of all lead out at once. So it's kind of hard to run. You have to be okay. at the front of the pack. But okay. um, yeah, so I've been fundraising for the American Cancer Society for this is my 11th year doing the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk. Um, near and dear to my heart, many family members who, uh, who have had it. And um, I'm sort of I, I say that if I'm honest, I'm also fundraising for myself because I kind of feel like it's a it, it, it's definite possibility for me. So um, I think I'm approaching about $40,000 in 11 years um, that I've raised. So um, I especially just want to say that I, I support American Cancer Society instead of any other sort of breast cancer organization because um, they're, first of all, they're the second highest funder of breast cancer research behind the U.S. government. But beyond that, it's because they care about all the cancers. And, um, and I, I have been um, really touched by that uh, very close to home in the last year, um, losing my mom and uh, to lung cancer, which is a secondary to breast cancer. And I got the chance actually to go to the Salk Institute um, week before last to hear some researchers talk, researchers who have been for the for a lot of their career funded um, by American Cancer Society. And there's crazy advancements that they're making um, molecularly on the cell level. Like it's, it's pretty remarkable. They're, they're figuring out that the, if they t keep two cells apart, that, that they can prevent cancer because that one cell needs to, needs to, and I'm not scientific um, terribly, so this is totally basic um, way to interpreting it, but um, those cells need to get together in order to make that cancer, and they're figuring out, you know, sort of like one by one how to, how to keep those cells apart, so um, it's really, really um, encouraging what's, what's being done, and within the next five to ten years, I think we'll see some really, really um, widespread uh, specific chemo treatments that they're able to do because right now as the researcher described it we can do better because right now they're just giving they're giving an overarching chemo treatment to so many cancers and hoping that for the best and so they're really getting granular um, on this other level which is super exciting so um, if anybody wants to donate to to my walk um, you can go to my twitter page the link to my page is uh, in my bio um, and I'm at Megan Powers, M-E-G-A-N, 
P-O-W-E-R-S on Twitter. Thanks for letting me talk about that. All right. Uh, again, very, very important. Um, uh, please give uh, the walk is Sunday. You can give right up until walk day and you can even give afterwards. Megan, did you say if you've hit goal? I believe you did, right? Uh, I actually just just did. Yeah, but I, I, I might up my goal. <laughs> I don't want it to prevent people from no, donating. No, keep giving, folks. Um, she yeah. hit goal. She want, hey, listen, I was in sales uh, for a long time. I always wanted to exceed goals. So. Right. And yeah. I can um, still collect money through the end of the year. So anytime anyone listens to this um, podcast through the end of the year, um, it won't be too late. Mm -hmm. It's outstanding that you've hit gold before the, the walk date. And certainly by the end of the year, let's hope you've at least doubled it. So uh, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, next, John Green. Go ahead and tell us about, uh, you know, I've read some of the blogs, John, about some of the people at Advanced AV. Well, I can I tell you that uh, we, we took a policy, we not a policy, we took an approach that was probably, I guess it's maybe since the beginning of the year, maybe a little bit sooner than that. Um, we would have employees come to us and say, we're going to do a 5K run for cancer. And, and what we decided to do was, is instead of as a company donating, what we've asked to do is if we literally have any employee that has a cause to take it to HR and HR pushes it out to all of our 120 employees. And what we find is, is that let's say there's a 5k run, there's 10 people that will join that run or they'll join the walk or they'll part participate as a team member. And then what we as a company do is support that effort. Uh, we will, we will pay for that. We will pay for the shirts and everything like that. Very little, little, it, it doesn't cost a whole lot of money. And, and, and what we find is, is that employees get to know each other. They get to know what, you know, why they're running for the cause. And there's the stories that you hear from the personal level from the employees is remarkable. I mean, it truly is, is, is why have they decided to do the 5k run or, or why are they trying to support it? I, I give an example. We've, you know, we were just this week, Sandy, who is a, a part of the podcast here, part of our fun and games committee is, is, is leading up our uh, we're supporting a Special Olympics at Villanova University. Uh, that's they do a full day weekend. It's a Special Olympics. Uh, we're doing we we sponsored the Lemon Run, uh, and th and that was based out of a partnership with that we have with another one of our subcontractors, and that's 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 turned into we've been doing that now for five years, four years. Uh, Sandy was one of the first ones. Uh, you know, five the first year, ten last year we had twenty five. Uh, you know, besides the lemon run, we, uh, I host a, uh, a bloody Mary table. That seems to be a driving factor for some of the attendants. It's, uh, you know, and, and Sandy can attest that uh, I make a wicked bloody Mary. It's an added bonus at the end. Yeah, but I, I, but I have to tell you again, the, the sense of, of community that comes and and I think that it, it, as a company, you let the employees drive this factor and you just find a way to support it and you can accomplish a lot. We've, some other recent examples are, uh, besides the Special Olympics and the Lemon Run, we had we sponsored one of our employees who went to Belize to build homes. Uh, we gave them, a, you know, we we supported them. We support local community. Uh, we do local artists. Uh, we actually have an uh, an art gallery inside of our lobby. That is an employee-driven initiative. Employees have wonderful stories and wonderful causes, and it costs you practically nothing. Um, and when we reach out and, and we talk about that, um, it, it, 
it helps support those causes. So we, we, I understand, Megan, what you're doing, and, and, and anything we could do, we, we certainly will we'll push it out for you as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. All, all great. And, you know, the aviation industry itself uh, is very aware of causes. Um, you know, there are certain people out there who really promote the causes as well as you, John. And it's all, you know, it's all, all outstanding. And the one thing about the AV industry is they they all get involved. And it's what makes this industry even greater. George so, George Frenier of FSR has a has a website, AV yep. Gives Back. It's a yep. collection it's a collection for on social for anything that anyone's doing as far as the integrators are concerned. Uh, and that's just a wonderful collection point. Mm -hmm. Yep. Our good friend, George Fournier at, uh, at FSR, you know, please do check that out. Uh, very big. Amy. Is it, is it, it's hashtag AV gives back or is it at AV gives back? Uh, I think it might be at, look at both. Uh, you'll find both. it. Yep. Okay. Uh, and if you look at, uh, George, uh, George's, um, uh, Twitter handle, uh, you might find it there too, as well as Facebook. Amy, we're going to go to you. Uh, John Antonitis talked to us about this at uh, Infocom when he came on the show. Yep. And, you know, we really, we really thought this was outstanding, what Polycom was doing. And recently at Microsoft Ignite, you were talking about it again. In fact, Andy Cuneo, I believe, was running uh, Periscopes. Uh, That's right. To talk about it as well. And I thought I saw a video uh, talking about it. It's Operation Smile. Uh, Polycom has been doing some wonderful things with the organization. Go ahead and tell us about it. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's, it's, it's been uh, incredible, actually. Operation Smile, for those who don't know, uh, flies in to uh, do surgeries um, for children who are born with cleft lip or cleft palate. Um, if you have cleft lip or cleft palate, um, it is both very difficult to thrive because it can interfere with a child or a baby's ability to suck. So that's hard for them to, as babies get food, can be difficult to chew. It can be, so it can be difficult to get nutrition. Um, it's also a disfigurement that is, um, uh, leads to a lot of uh, bullying and um, other just bad things. So Operation Smile, flies in and they have a very structured process where they bring the doctors and the nurses and they will do um, you know dozens of surgeries over the process of a couple of days and what Polycom has done is we have donated a lot of our video conferencing equipment to Operation Smile which allows them to do a couple of things which are all in you know, it's, it's, it's hard for me to talk about this without, you know, just kind of getting worked up because it's, it's such an amazing story. But um, we, we went down, uh, actually a guy on my team was participated in this mission. They went to Columbia and they installed the new video equipment and they were able to then have Operation Smile, who has just uh, a little over a hundred employees um, in Virginia Beach, actually join the mission by video and actually interact with the surgeries and with the parents and the children. And so they were able to drive um, a really deep sense of um, 
excitement to the people who don't get to go on the missions, which is important for you know vol largely volunteers um, to be able to participate. They've also been able to connect universities in uh, Africa with universities in the United States so that they can learn some of these techniques. One of the biggest challenges um, in medicine in developing countries is safe surgery. And so one of the goals that Operation SMILE has is to be able to make themselves no longer necessary, both by teaching um, surgeons in developing countries, teaching safe surgery, and getting at some of the underlying causes of cleft lip and cleft palate. And bringing the video equipment allows us to connect doctors to doctors, doctors to remote patients, volunteers to, to the, the experience. And it's just, uh, we, we couldn't be happier to be uh, supporting uh, a charity at Polycom than we are with Operation Smile. It's just, it's a really great work. You know, Amy, I can see how much it means to you, and it must mean that much to all the people at Polycom. Uh, again, I've, uh, you know, we talked to John. Um, I saw what happened at MS Ignite. Uh, you had someone from Operation Smile uh, talking with you as well. It's such a it's such a wonderful cause, and it's so wonderful that Polycom is participating in that. Um, Go ahead. Is there anything to share in terms of where to go, websites or what have you, Polycom, Operation Smile? Absolutely. Uh, I, you just go to Operation Smile um, on polycom.com. We have some information, but your best bet is to go straight to Operation Smile. Um, if you happen to be a surgeon, a scrub nurse, a sociologist, a psychiatrist, psychologist, social worker, or just passionate about helping kids. Um, they are always looking for volunteers to join them on missions so you can give with your time as well as uh, with financial uh, support, but um, they really do great work. Excellent. By the way, Sandy uh, did a check and it is at AV Gives Back. So please check that out. Again, you know, George Fournier uh, runs that. Um, you know, showing all about this industry and charities and charitable efforts. We talked about FSR tonight and something that they've been doing. Amy, I'm sure you're going to find George is going to post Operation Smile on that website. But I'm oh, yeah. No, there's no question. George is going to pick it up, Amy, and uh, he'll be putting that out there as well. In fact, I believe I may have talked to George about it already, but he will definitely pick it up. Uh, so, again, just wonderful causes and, you know, unfortunately, when you talk about certain things, you know, sometimes there are cures, sometimes there are not, but there are always efforts. So, you know, that's the most important thing, which we've learned about some tonight. Uh, we're going to uh, end it here. Um, you know, we, we had some really good tech talk tonight, uh, a little fun, but, you know, we had a little serious talk as well with that. And I think that you know, and that put together a pretty good show for us tonight. Uh, I would like to thank my guests, Amy Barzdukas with Polycom. Amy, thank you very much. Remind everybody again where they find you out there in the social media land. That would be at Amy Barzdukas. All right, Amy, at Amy Barzdukas. Very simple uh, to find her. And uh, John Green, um, all the wonderful ways to find you, of course. 
AdvancedAV.com is uh, always a good one. Our website's uh, really beefed up these days, got a lot of interesting material, and I, and I could be found. Just know that it's my personal thoughts and opinions at Green 6 Right. All opinions are his own. And by the way, AdvancedAV.com, remarkably, is how you find Sandy Charlo as well. So uh, <laughs> at least where she works. Um, her Twitter handle is not as easy, but uh, I know that for a fact. But um, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a little harder. It's at AAV underscore SVC underscore Sandy. But uh, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you came up with that one. Katie McGregor, uh, Ben, it's uh, not difficult at all, right, Katie? Well, it's not as long as you know how to spell my name. <laughs> that's the only challenge. Is it, it M-A-C? <laughs> that's, that's, no, if you get through the first part, let's just, let's K-A-T-Y-E. Oh, that's right. Yes, right. Y and right. That's the difficult part. <laughs> get through the first part of it, it flows from there. That's actually how I screen everything. If you get my name wrong, if you spell it wrong, then we actually haven't met before. Or really? you just haven't figured it out. <laughs> We can talk about how your name came about one day. Right? You know, I will find you. I will find you. Katie. You will. Wait, that's the movie, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So anyway, I'd like to thank the remaining crew members on the show, as Megan did have to leave us. Uh, Sandy Charlo, thanks for joining, Sandy. Thank you. Another great show, and uh, thank you everyone for joining us. All right, Sandy's Halloweening it up too, so uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. <you have> <laughs> Uh, Katie McGregor Bennett. Thanks, Katie. Whoop, whoop. Thank you. All right. And um, again, for my guest, for, my, for our guests, for my crew, I would like to thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time.